0: All right, so if you guys haven't figured it out, you've oh. tuned into Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength conditioning. Are we rolling? Uh, yeah, we are rolling. Aren't we always rolling? Isn't this the B roll? Isn't this yes, what people have been always record? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it! Uh, the uh, man, that whole CNN thing uh, is such a disaster. Every day that comes out, there's like some new thing. Now that they got Chris Cuomo. Basically, like, was using his uh, media influence to try to ga- gather information on the accusers of his brother, which feels a little illegal and just kind of unethical. But you know, it's CNN. You know, he always has that look on his face, like like a lost puppy who's somehow learning new information. God, Chris Cuomo's a piece of shit.
1: And back to
0: oh, the Power premier Theory. podcast. Yeah. yeah, the premier podcast is strength and conditioning. We have a special treat today. We have our nutrition ninjas, uh, Rob and Sam, on mm-hmm. the podcast to help us answer a few questions from the ever so hot, hot, hotline. And so for those of you guys that are new, we have this whole thing called the Power Athlete Radio Hotline where you can call and leave questions and we will respond to them. And that number is 929-464-464-0. 929-ing-ing. Zero. Got, you got it. So uh, we haven't actually dropped the uh, hotline for a hot minute in mm-hmm. the podcast, But uh, it's still alive and kicking. We still get questions. Um, The problem is around the holidays, they're kind of weepy. There's a lot of tears, a lot of black keys playing in the background. And uh, we're going to answer a few of those questions. So let's lay into one.
1: Yes. Well, this one is directed from all the collection of questions we receive from our nutrition protocols. Mm. And, John, what are those nutrition protocols?
0: Well, we have our leaning protocol, which is for those of you guys that want to get your shred on we got our bulking protocol for those that you want to get your bulk on. And then we have the keto protocol, which was a modified anabolic diet that I put together with Dr. DePasquale. Uh, and the probably the best one we have is called the performance protocol, where you book an assessment, you book a call, book a consult, and then uh, Sam or Rob take you through actually your customized version of the uh, templates, mm-hmm. which I think is the, is the best value. You get a chance to work with somebody – and they give you the information. They set it up for you. They make it really easy, drag and drop, and uh, get you on your way, a little pat on the butt, and get you out there kicking ass.
1: And the, the first three protocols are in place for the
0: empowered, strong-willed person. Yes. Well, uh, but that's not everybody. No, I mean, the protocols when we came up with them were just kind of an easy fix. Like, hey, if, uh, if you need direction, here's a protocol. But there was always a feeling that they were almost kind of like a fishing lure. Like, we're going to throw it out there, let people get on the protocols. And then the idea is once they get into it, they realize that they need somebody to guide them on this journey. And uh, that's where the nutrition team comes in, is really guiding people on this journey. Uh, not to say you can't do it by yourself, but they say if you want to go fast, go solo. If you want to go far, go with the team. And uh, bringing our team on is allows you to go very, very far and reach your goals. So let's, let's explore this a little bit.
1: To Rob and Sam, what are some of the first moments that you get an opportunity to work with somebody to express the value of nutrition coaching services?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we offer is accountability. Um, you know, that's why, you, like, uh, John always refers to if you can follow a spreadsheet, you can follow a protocol or a budget, right? Um, if you want to become a millionaire, you probably need a financial planner, someone to help you with that budget. Same thing with nutrition. If you want, um, anyone can follow a spreadsheet, but we provide that accountability and those check-ins and, um, to make sure you're trending in the right direction, whether that's leaning or bulking, um, or performing, whatever it is, we are helping monitor to make sure it's not going too fast and not going too slow, um. And we're in your corner for whatever questions you have.
3: And I think, um, I think to kind of expand on that too, it's it's really some of the value that we, that Sam and I would add, or any coach is the uh, ability to kind of ask you questions about what we see. Because I think sometimes, you know, we see it when people are exercising, uh, you know, they don't know how they move, right? So having a coach's eye is certainly something that's valuable and having a coach's eye overlooking your check-ins and, you know, seeing the trends and asking about the trends and asking, you know, what do you think's going on here kind of things and and also keeping them part of the process, I think is also one of the values that we have too.
1: Well, let's expand there. It, what is including them in the process of their nutrition entail?
3: Well, I think, you know, we don't want to, just set it and say hey you're gonna do exactly what i say they need to be part of the process as well because they need to own it um you know if they're not part of the process then then they're just being told what to do which is something that's valuable however if you want it to stick and for it to be sustainable for them for you know really a lifetime then they have to be part of the process And that's just where we come in and question it and, and have them see what we see. Right. So if we're starting to see this trend, you know, one of the big trends you see with people is this whole, I'm really good Monday through Friday. And then this just, you know, wheels off weekend. And it's like, Hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but you know, your weight always goes up on Monday and goes down by Friday or something like that. You know, and it's really getting them to kind of realize it uh, just by asking questions and and getting them to see the trends as well.
0: So. No, I mean, if, I mean, just the law of averages. I mean, if you and uh, I think for you guys, especially just taking people through this and looking at it and being like, hey, if uh, you're trying to consume, you know, uh, to lean out, you know, 2,000 calories, let's say a day, and all of a sudden you get to the weekend and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a cheap meal here, cheap meal here. Next thing you know, you bump it up to 3,500 calories. Now you're in like a you know 3,000-calorie surplus over what we planned. I mean, that's adding an extra day and a half to that whole total. And I think mm-hmm. uh, people don't realize that uh, you know when you're trying to get in caloric restriction, it's really hard to get into it by like a 1,000 or 1,500 and still train at a high level. So what's good is just trying to figure out that amount and then how to get them there. And then they go in and just fucking jump off the rails and have a bunch of cheat days. And unfortunately, like when people... At least uh, in the beginning, I think people have this idea of reward system where they – I've done well for five days. I somehow owe this to myself. And I think what you guys do a great job is working through the psychology of being like, Mm -hmm. you don't owe – first of all, nobody owes you anything. We have a goal to get to. Let's be smart on this goal. And if we can reach and hit some mile markers, we can do this and just really giving people this uh, like concrete – uh, almost like a, a like not a carrot and stick but just like hey like this is where we're going this is what we want to do my job is to keep you accountable and help you navigate this
3: yeah it's breaking the cycle right it's it's that breaking that cycle of i mean cuz honestly uh, you know a lot of times they come to us with really knowing a lot of what to do it's just the matter of they you know have maybe um implementing it has like, or even like any of the protocols, right. Like you can have all the information there, but implementation is sometimes difficult. And so, you know, having a extra set of eyes to be able to break that cycle and realize, Hey, you can't, you can't go off the rails every weekend. You know, you do have to actually have some, you know, a streak of, of weekends where you don't go off the rails at least to see that progress and like you said john you know you're not owed uh um you're not owed a celebration because you did five days in a row right maybe you maybe you can have a celebration if you've done six weeks in a row or something like that but you know the five weeks or five days in a row is that's just a good start really so it's not it's not something to celebrate it's actually something to uh it's something To acknowledge that you did, but you also need to be able to realize that you probably need to make it 7 days, 14 days, 21 days, or whatever, Mm -hmm. to actually see the progress that you want to see.
0: Uh, When you guys start working with clients, is that something that you lay out to them ahead of time? Like the the expectation, like, hey, you know what, I know these are some of the road bumps we're going to run into. I know you're going to feel like this. Uh, you know, if we can get to this, like for example, like you're gonna feel great after a week we've been doing this, and you might have the idea, like, hey man, I should go out and celebrate a little bit, but like let's celebrate once we get to the finish line. And so do you guys start kind of building in that psychology and almost that expectation to try to head that off at a pass?
2: Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason the protocol or the nutrition coaching starts with three months. Um, because anyone can accomplish something in 30 days, especially if you have a coach with you. But really the first at least with my clients, I'd say the first two weeks is just figuring out their new habits that we're implementing um, and figuring out maybe they have started, I know you hate this, but <laughs> counting their macros or weighing and measuring their food or I think looking everybody at their needs plate. to do it.
0: Uh, so yeah, my, I it, think everybody needs to do it <laughs> just to have a frame of reference because right. most people fucking have no con no concept of how much they're eating.
2: No, you'll be like, Oh, I had a bag of this or, you know, you're pulling yogurt out of a container, but are you having, you know, one scoop or are you eating half of the container, um, meat packages are a little easier because it'll at least give you the raw weight, but things that come out of a bulk container, you should be weighing and measuring. Um, otherwise, I don't know about you, but I, I could eat like five kites at night and be like, Oh, I don't know why I feel like crap the next day. <laughs> um, but no, definitely it gets, um, there's a lot that goes behind it. There's a lot of, um, habits that people within the three months don't realize that they're doing, um, like justifying those, you know, little wins where it's like, Oh, I just drink wine on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you're like, okay, you're drinking four nights out of the week, you know, like, um, or you have client parties, different things that are coming up. Uh, so through the process, new goals arise and it's, rob and i in our check-ins so you have to do your check-ins and tell us what you're finding um we can work through those and come up with unique solutions for everybody
1: well let's check in on those check-ins what are those involve? Yeah. is it a simple hey how you doing or do we have strategic opportunities in place
0: like stop to, what you're doing to pull go door, to the bathroom nude up and take <laughs> me a picture and send it to me right the fuck now and then i want a second picture of you on the scale because i know you're off the rails and I'm so sorry. That's, uh, that might, that's that might a be a little, a little aggressive. But. Uh, that was actually my style of nutrition coaching, where I would just text them and be like, fucking stop what you're doing. Go take me a nude selfie, preferably with underwear, and uh, show me how far you've fallen because we got to get you back on the fucking rails. I'm going to send in a fucking strike team to get you. They'd be like, uh... <laughs> I, I, uh, that that was aggressive and it was also really expensive to have me do that. So, so yeah,
2: I think it depends, right? Like, Oh, sorry, Rob, you were no. going to say something, but, um, but I'm going to continue. Um, some people need that, right? Like they need the fire to be like, do this now. Where are you at? You haven't done your weight. You haven't sent your weight in two weeks and that's really important to you or whatever. And then um, I know this person listens to the podcast um, and she has been, so amazing to work with. Um, but for her, it's like, hey, dial back from the scale. We don't need to step on it. And I've actually forced her to stop weighing and measuring her food. So mm-hmm. it's really figuring out that balance of who is your client? What do they respond to? Um, and kind of what personality of coach do you need to be? Um, like you kind of chameleon to that person a little bit.
0: Nice.
3: Yeah, it's, so. uh, I you know, with the check-ins, I, I certainly like the things that I want to see is, you know, how, how do you feel? Are you hungry? Are you full? I mean, and you know, that all kind of depends on what your goal is. Um, how's your training? Cause that's also important too. Like, you know, are you, are you feeling weak? Are you feeling strong? Are you feeling fueled? Are you feeling recovered? You know, what's your sleep like? Um, and, you know, really kind of getting into a little bit more of that. And then we start from there, uh, and like Sam said, you know, as you go along, you start to see, you know, what, what does this person need, right? Do they need to be pushed? Do they need a text message in the morning and say, Hey, keep it real today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or do they need, or are they, as Sam said in our presentation at the block, one thing, or they are fire and forget, right? Like you can just set them on their way and they just, and they just blossom with it. Um, so you have to kind of, you know, after you have really figured out through that coaching relationship, how they respond and what you need to be, then, you know, then you start to really fire. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to get there. Uh, But, you know, and then you also see, you know, what are their habits? Like Sam said earlier, right? Habits are super important, you know, for some people, I think one of the biggest things that they could really stand to do is just really be mindful in how they eat. Because I think most people, it's eating is almost just a, another distraction that we have because we have so many distractions in in today's world, phones and emails and all that. So, you know, a lot of people are sitting at work eating their food, you know, answering email, emails and sending text messages. They are not mindful at all what they're doing. So uh, for us, that's us pointing that kind of stuff out. Hey, you know, you need to take. 10 minutes and just really focus on how you're eating and focus on chewing on the food and focus on what's in front of you even savor the food for crying out loud right it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be eating food shouldn't be this uh just fuel stop right there there should be some taste and enjoyment out of it too right it shouldn't just be something that's um something you just throw down your gullet and you just go on right these. should savor it, right? Has No, taste and-
0: no, just okay. fucking unhinged. your <laughs> I, mean, I could fucking care less at this point. Uh, I mean, other than like maybe like an amazing turkey on Thanksgiving but for the most part, like I don't know. I like, I I think the uh, um, you know, like what you guys do a good job too, especially with like uh, you know, uh, Sam, you know, post a ton of recipes, trying to make things in- interesting. For me, uh, mm. I could care less at this point. Like um, just like if a magic elf just showed up and like when I opened the cupboard, handed me the food, I wouldn't even care what it is. Just like, let me know that like, it's, hits my macros and it's salty and there's a water with it. Like that's about all I care about.
3: Well, that's kind of an involved position,
0: though, right? I mean, yeah, that- like I want to Dobby the house elf. Remember from Harry Potter? Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he like has like a fucking cloth on. He's like, "Here's your, drink, here's your food," and I like shut the <laughs> door. Maybe we get Harry Heppenstall. Just live in my fucking cabin, <laughs> and he can just <laughs> food. Well, he's got to hide from the green card. Please. <laughs> uh, I'm dude. I'm hoping Harry can just come to visit and just never go back. I heard if you come here uh, under duress, you're gonna get like half a million bucks. So he's got to get here, but he's got to go to Turkey. I was looking for it. You got to go to Turkey first, and then you got to get here. Sam, and, and how then we important can... are the <laughs>
1: recipes that you're presenting on the Power Athlete block? Are they inspired by your clients or are they your drive to encourage your clients? Hey, this is how I'm going to teach you to cook through these blocks.
2: Yeah, I think it's more a drive to teach people how to cook because growing up, I was from the Midwest, so everything was like a casserole, like I get made fun of so much for our casserole dishes, cream of mushroom cream of whatever type of soup with like chicken and cheddar cheese. You know, If you're from Indiana. You know what I'm talking about, but
0: it sounds awful. Or Ohio. terrible. Or Ohio. Casserole. Like, yeah. that's, that's a big thing in the Midwest is the casserole, huh? A
2: casserole. Like Ooh. my travels, Thanksgiving travels there was well. corn casserole, egg casserole.
3: <laughs> like, uh, and, even uh, even in New Year's, sometimes a Spam casserole, which is really, <laughs> really disgusting. I Boy, now, you, now you're really
0: talking about living.
3: <laughs> that's, that's some living. Hey, small town, <gasps>
0: small town Ohio. When was the last time you had Spam? Probably when I was like nine.
1: Uh, one of my college roommates was real into it. Big surfer guy. So that was mm.
0: his delicacy. So, so Spam, uh, the Hawaiians like Spam. Yeah. So the last time I probably had Spam, I think I had... I think I have fried rice, egg fried rice with spam in it, and this is probably twenty plus years ago, and I still remember how awful it is. <gasps> spam I mean, fried but, rice. Oh, spam I don't spam. know if I've
2: spam. ever had spam.
0: Uh it's like um, oh
2: my god, I mean, it's like, like, like canned a, meat.
0: It, it's like a salty gelatin meat cube <laughs> that's not really meaty. It, it's like I don't even know how to describe it.
3: It is. It has it's been over processed through a <laughs> meat grinder.
2: Are you asking for me to create a spam recipe? Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yes. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm just but kidding. But <laughs> what is like, is it pork?
0: Yes, maybe. I, th- I think I, it's I, pork. I think it's like the, it's it's like a, I think it's a combination. It's like a hot dog? Was it ever pork? I think it was a hybrid. Like
3: uh, a hybrid of meats. Well, it's got to have some ham in it, right? I mean, that's part we, of the no, spam, spam, right?
0: Well, it's. Oh, it's man. oh, spam.
2: But there's no H.
3: Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like it's,
2: it's, it's a like, rhyming word.
0: Well, it, it, like, it's like every meat. Well, it, the thing the thing that I like is spam is not only a meat product, but it's also what we refer to as the crap that gets sent in our emails. Like I get spam emails, <laughs> and it's also a meat. So I wonder what came first. <laughs> oh, obviously the meat. Obviously yeah, the meat. and the meat. they're like, "This is awful." What does this remind you of? Spam introduced <laughs> in 1937 is a cooked pork.
1: Gained popularity worldwide after its use during World War II. By 2003, Span was sold in over 41 countries on six continents and trademarked in over 100. Basic ingredients. So, a longer list yep. than I anticipated. Just pork, give us a top 10. Pork, salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, sodium nitrate.
0: So, it's gluten free, then. <laughs> I guess it's a gelatin. Yeah, it's like a gelatin meat.
2: I wouldn't eat okay. that if you have a, any sort of manic personality disorder. Oh. Did you? Did oh, you? Okay. There's a study that said nitrates increase like manic episodes by 300. So.
0: You know, there's um, man. I remember, like back when we were in the food business, uh, there was all this kind of fear of nitrates. And I remember Rob Wolf did this like super deep dive and like there was really no correlation between everything. And then uh, I remember asking Dr. Tom about it. He's like, maybe the science doesn't, but just anecdotally, the countries that have the highest consumption of nitrates have like these problems. And he kind of like drew it through and he's like, I don't know like, uh, you know, if it's evidence-based or science-based, but he's like, the evidence is pointing to overconsumption of nitrates is not beneficial, even though maybe the, you know- The peer-reviewed scientific literature doesn't necessarily support it. So it's... uh... Well, signs
1: of manic behavior. I had to look this up, Sam. (laughs) Shit. Less sleep, risky behavior, irritability, flight of ideas, rapid speech, and hypersexuality.
0: So what's going on with you? I don't know. I got manic. (laughs) I am a manic episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, don't they have the manic and then, like, don't they have, like, the depressed? Like, isn't it, like, an up and down where, like, you know, one minute you're laughing, giggling, the next minute you're crying? Isn't that
2: called parenthood?
0: <laughs> so the guy who, uh, I'm not going to use his name, uh, uh, Brian Shields, who was. Uh, uh, it's too obvious. Yeah, B. Shields. Yeah, yeah Brian no, no, Shields. No, no, Brian S. So uh, we played on the same offensive line. We had lockers next to each other in college, and he, he was a manic depressant. Like, literally, he would be, like, bouncing off the walls, Googling, laughing, and then, like, like 10 minutes later, be, like, in his locker, being, like, I want to kill myself. I hate life. And I was, like, holy shit, dude. This guy's, like, a fucking emotional cornucopia of life. And, uh, of yeah, he was fucking, like, the spectrum was insane with that guy. I hope he grew out of that. That was fucking awful.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he also drank a
0: lot of fucking Coke. So, like. Like he had like a two liter bottle of soda a day, and I yeah, always remember I, thinking, I'm like, I was like, dude, maybe cut the soda back, replace it with water. I mean, you're at this point, you're just sweating soda in football. Yeah. So
2: back to the recipes. <laughs> um. Yeah,
0: yeah. He had long no, hair just, too, and I used to call him Bon Shieldsy, <laughs> for like Bon Jovi, Bon Shieldsy. Yeah, uh, college, stupid nicknames. That's where all the stupid nicknames are made. But fact. So if uh, okay, so uh, like. Take me through the process a little bit. Um, You know, people obviously they, you know, at this point maybe have found Power Athlete through Power Athlete Radio, uh, through Be the Hammer on Instagram or maybe one of our training programs. And they're interested once they enter the training uh, funnel, to quote my buddy Gary V. So they enter this kind of training, kind of like, I don't know, spaghetti bowl. And uh, as they come out the spaghetti strainer on the bottom end, they start looking for nutrition. And usually the first stop is like, oh, hey, I'm going to get into a nutrition protocol Uh, I should be able to do this myself. And then there's, you know, once they get it, they look at it. Okay, it's pretty simple. Here's the macros. Here's what I'm going to do. Now i got to do it. Uh, And then they probably, you know, bump their heads. Maybe they're not as consistent. And then they reach back out or Sam reaches out to them. Hey, is there any questions that you help? And then, you know, we throw out the offer of, like, have you thought about one-on-one nutrition coaching? Um, Would you say that's, like, the standard life cycle for most people? Or do you feel that, like, some people just come in hot, I'm looking for one-on-one nutrition coaching. I need this. I need the help. Or is there like an actualization, like a realization phase? I can't do this by myself. Because uh, I'll tell you, like it's extremely difficult. And I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day uh, where, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my comment to him was, uh, if you were going to do it, you would have already done it. Mm-hmm. Like like I've listened to this same conversation over and over again. If you were going to do it, you would have already have done it. So like what's going to be the change? What do you need? And at that point, people raise their hand. I need a lifeline. I need uh, I need support. I need a, I, I need somebody to text me to make sure that I'm in, in accountability. Um, and what's what's kind of funny is years ago, did you guys ever read uh, Anthony Kiedis' book, uh, Scar Tissue? It was uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Kiedis, lead singer for uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, wrote this. You know, like killer, like such an interesting biography. The guy had like the like the most like ridiculous upbringing and just super impactful. But um, he was a terrible heroin addict, shocker, Uh, and he like, you know, lost relationships and the whole deal and somebody gave him this like really bitching dog and uh, he like all of a sudden like, you know, woke up every morning and like started started feeling like he had to survive because somebody had to come feed his dog and he got nervous that like, you know, what if I die? Who's going to take care of my dog? Who's going to feed it? Who's going to walk it? And, like, that, like, lifeline, that anchor ended up kind of helping him, at least towards the end of the book. I don't know how well, if he relapsed or whatnot, but in the book, like, hey, you know what? I might, like, have lost everybody, but I still have my dog and I still got to get up. And I feel like people sometimes need that extraneous anchor to allow them to reach their goals. Like, uh, for Mm -hmm. me, it could be, like, a bet. Like, we did 22 Jack Street or anything. I'm like, if there's money on the line or food or, or bragging rights or shit talking, I'm fucking in on that stuff. So, I wonder... Uh, when you guys had people reach out, is it more like, I technically don't know how to do this, or is it more like, I need you to be my anchor so that I I don't drift away and I can reach this goal?
2: For me, it's 50, 50. Um, I have some people that are, don't know anything and they just want to start from scratch. And then I have a handful of clients that are performance coaches, CrossFit coaches, um, some people have even done nutrition classes or certifications and they're like, yeah, I know everything, but I just want to know what to do. I want to be able to have you as a resource to ask questions throughout the week. Um, but then some people like I had to recently tell a client, Hey, you know, <laughs> I understand you're drinking you know, your latte in the morning, but she was getting double chai, which is like, the sugar chai powder and i'm like let's just start with a single chai like we don't need two scoops so what it's is the chai? whole spectrum uh, it's a blend it's a tea right chai tea um i have no fucking idea it, i hear people order oh, it and it's so I, good i have no
0: fucking idea what it is
2: it's like christmas in a cup um oh. is how i explain it but it's just a bunch of spices but when you get it from like a Starbucks or wherever, there's just a bunch of added sugar, so it tastes delicious. And then you can get espresso in it. Um, It's my cheat drink when I get one, Um, but I don't get it from Starbucks.
0: uh, So when you guys – this is just a a little sidebar because you guys know I love tangents. Uh, So the other day, um, I was – what was it? It was on Friday. I went over to Summer Moon, which is this bitchin' little coffee shop that has some really good – they uh, actually – when they roast their coffee, they smoke it. So it's kind of a smoky flavor. Mm. So I go in. Uh, like I'm super basic. I get a, a large Americano, four shots. And a pumpkin spice. Love yeah, it. yeah, of course. I mean, well, I actually, they just have pumpkin spice. I get them to spray on me like they do at the uh, <laughs> at the airport. So they just spray it. And you walk through the mist of pumpkin spice. That's what I really want.
2: Like. <laughs> do they really do that?
0: No, no. But that's like oh. in, in my – See, you, you have no idea what's going through my mind. Like, as I'm walking in, I'm like, I just want to walk in here and just have people just spraying pumpkin spices. I get to walk through it. That's all I really want. So, as I go in, I, or I'm like waiting, and there's like maybe six or seven people in front of me. Normally, when I go in there, it's super quick. Unfortunately, it's the holidays. So, people have these fucking, like, abnormally long, weird fucking coffee requests. It took me 20 minutes to get through that line. I finally walked over, and like, the lady looked at me, and because I, I tend to go in there once a week. She looked at me, she's like, sorry, it's the holidays. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with these people? She's like, I don't even know where they come up with this stuff. Like, there must be an internet site to ask for this ridiculous shit. Yeah. And I looked at her and, and she was like, same thing. I'm like, same thing. And then she fired it right up for me and I got the fuck out of that place. But um, it's pretty interesting the fact that, like, people go into the holidays and, uh, like, these, like, $22 drinks that have, like, two, 1,500 calories. And it's like, oh, I'm just drinking my coffee. It's fucking unbelievable. Sorry, Sam.
2: No, you're fine. My one client told me she goes through, um, and I'll go like twice a day. And I'm like, what? I know what you're getting. And so that's at least fourteen or fifteen dollars. I'm like, you add that up over five days. I'm like, there's an additional, you know, personal training session with me. If you just cut out your coffee, you can come four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> three.
0: And, and, and then you know what I'll do? I'll just I'll make you some hot Folgers.
2: Yeah, I'm like I
0: uh,
1: dirty Folgers. Oh. <laughs> it's Folgers <laughs> with a shot of. Espresso because a dirty
0: chai is that tea oh, dirty. With, yeah, with espresso. Do they have a Folgers at Starbucks? No, at, at the Flaherty's they do. Oh, that's one of their patented things. You walk in and you get a dirty, dirty Folgers. Dirty Folgers.
2: Uh huh. Oh, fuck. All right. Dirty Mike and yeah, the boys. Yeah,
1: go to Southern, <laughs> Southern Pines, North Carolina. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Dirty, dirty Mike and the boys. That's what Tex and his <laughs> buddies from college. That's what their uh, <laughs> uh, group chat's called. How How did you know, because <laughs> I'm always like, who's Dirty Mike and why are you texting the boys? Yeah, we're real into soup kitchens. <laughs> God damn it, that movie's fucking underrepresented. That movie did not get the acclaim it needed, the other guys. I know. I- I'm still mad about that. That movie is fucking played like hit after hit after hit. So, alright, sorry. Coaching. Text you are good at Awkward Transitions. I
2: know.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> the next representative
0: of California.
1: The... Well, the importance, we, we also encourage coaches to have a coach. So you, mm-hmm. you as an individual giving so much of your time, energy, and effort that you fall off. Example, if we look at nurses, some of the most unhealthy individuals yeah. ever, smoking cigarettes, eating crap, $14 dirty chai's, <laughs> they, however, then take care of everyone. Mm. So a coach needs a coach in reference to their nutrition to do the heavy lifting for them to then empower their performance and put them in the best position to do what they do best.
0: How, uh, how far do you guys get down the rabbit hole in terms of training? Are you guys asking them like, Hey, are, are you just kind of keeping them consistent or, uh, is there recommendations or like, uh, do you find that a lot of them are following like the power athlete training programs?
2: Yeah. Most people are on a power athlete training program. Um, and if they're not, I somehow segue them most nice. of the time onto one, Oh, Sam's thanks. like, have well, you seen all the
0: power athlete <laughs> training programs? Here's one. <laughs> Try <a> slide <laughs> me.
2: Um, but it's like that accountability in Train Heroic when you're clicking and checking the boxes. I find that that motivates people, and then uh, we can have conversations about training. And even if I'm not currently on, I don't know Johnny Water or whatever, I can still access the workouts and know exactly what their demands of the um, program are. So we talk a lot about that and you know, not yeah. everybody can get four days a week. So part of the habits, which I'm Rob is as well, but we're huge on habits, like sleep hygiene, water, being mindful when you eat just different things um, would be working out. So like, Hey, did you hit your three workouts? Did you go on a walk? Did you, um, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator? Like those sound silly, but they bringing awareness to like your daily activity is so much more important almost than the hour you spend in the gym.
3: Yeah. uh, uh, Similar. uh, Almost everybody's on a power athlete program. And so it it also kind of depends on uh, you know, what their goals are. And sometimes we, talk about how to maybe tweak it for them based off of certain things. Uh, if they're, you know, just coming back from a long layoff or something like that, we'll, I, I will definitely give them some advice that way. Um, but I think one of the things that Sam said there was, was really important is, um, definitely checking in on their activity too. Cause that's all part of the, the caloric balance. Right. So, um, you know, if they're, other than that one hour a day or a little over an hour, if they're doing a program, if they are sedentary, we also talk about get up and move a little bit, walk a little, you know, maybe go for a long walk um, just to just to boost that that daily activity, because that's also part of it. So,
2: yeah.
1: Well, what are some mistakes that people make in terms of their behavior? Where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> well, <where> are some <laughs> are nice you talking instances about
2: habit? That- well, no, or I mean, like, like working with us,
0: well, we've already established $14 lattes. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, uh, how do you guys start building in the mindset? Is it, uh, like my mom, where you're just constantly nagging somebody into compliance, uh, which actually works <laughs> sometimes. Some people. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is there, uh, is, is it like the idea of like empowering them through information, arming them with, uh, with this, or is it more just pointing out like, Hey, you know what? Like this is going to be the process. You're going to have some pitfalls. We're going to get through it and almost like setting up expectations.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's all the above, right? It's, uh, it de- again, it kind of depends on the person. Some people need to be nagged. Um, yeah. Some, some people need to have a daily reminder, some people need, some people only need the weekly reminder. Um, it just really kind of depends on who they are as a person and how they respond. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like to beat people over the head. That's not necessarily my nature. Uh, but it's, it's more about, Hey, what do you think about this whole thing? Have you noticed that this is happening? And, and it's really drawing attention to, uh, to let them kind of figure that out. Right. Um, similar to someone moving, you know, Hey, how did that feel? Did it feel right? You know, are you, uh, what do you feel when you're doing this? It's very similar to just straight up coaching movement, uh, because they're, they're kind of two sides of the same coin really um, based on habit, based on practices, based on um, your own perception. So, you know, they need to be, that's why earlier I was saying, you know, people need to be part of the process. They need to, they need to understand where they are, where they're coming from and, and what they're doing that they don't realize they're doing. And that's where, mm-hmm. that's where we come in as coaches to to point those things out. Um, sometimes gently, sometimes with a hammer, right? Just depends. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest mistakes that I find is, um, well, there's, never mind, I'm just going to stick with this one. There's a lot of <laughs> mistakes. Um, people go like full bore into it, which is what we want as coaches, right? We want you to be excited. We want you to be engaged, communicating with us. But a lot of times when it comes to changing the way your body looks, you're doing a program and then you kind of are like, oh, I can add in a little bit of bike work. I can add in, you know, an, a second workout. I can cut my calories even lower, and that's not what we want. Um, our goal here is um, longevity. So, as much as I would love to work with my clients for years on end, the goal and the way I approach my clients is like, hey, I want to give you the toolbox so that you, you know, you might just need to check in with me once every three months for maybe a tweak on um, on habits or Uh, a little bit of a motivational chat for an hour or something. Um, but I'm thinking of a particular client and, you know, she added in, she was doing Jack Street, added in biking three times a week. Um, she was going to school, has four kids and was working full time and following her macros to a T like logging crystal light packets and element packets. Um, so we had to like I had to back her off, right? I'm like, I love the enthusiasm, but let's make this sustainable.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh um, for for a woman like her with four kids, which I can't even imagine yeah. working full time yeah. and doing all this, it they almost <laughs> like and I, I see this a little bit with my wife, like almost like the more detailed everything is, the easier it feels to handle yes. it all. Cause you're like micromanaging all these pieces, uh, to the point where like I like I don't know how women with more like a gang of kids. Like, I mean, like, just like the amount of like, uh, laundry, you know, and like yeah. I mean, three kids and this, I mean, it's just, it's so much that I think, uh, people have no concept of like, I mean, until you're in, in, in the throes of it where you got a gang of kids, you're working a job, you got this, you're trying to take care of a house, you know, and then you, you know, start throwing other stuff like fitness and cooking. And, you know, I mean, we have friends like, uh, uh we were at a Wade's army function and this mom who's, um, uh, the daughter rides with Kelly at the barn, and so I was talking to the more the mom was talking, they haven't eaten. They have not cooked a meal or eaten at home in over two years. Wow, they've eaten. Well, it's like decision
2: fatigue. For like
0: two years.
2: Yeah, I mean, my kids. You know, like, I was eight months. Marin will be two on Sunday, and sometimes Connor will get home from work, and he's like hey, you know, what are you, like, not asking me to cook for him, but I'm like, what are you thinking for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't ask me these questions. And so what do we eat? Burgers. Like, we throw them in the broiler and put some cheese and throw some frozen french fries in the air fryer salad. And, like, we probably eat that three times, four times a week because (laughs) that's what we do.
0: Uh, Every time I go to, uh, like, anywhere, I try to buy, like, um, a roast and I put that in the yeah. uh, in in the Instapot. Like that's like a staple now. Like uh, eight yeah. in the morning Instapot and uh, like that's what we had last night for dinner. And so uh like last night what uh Kelly had riding and then she had gymnastics, Cashy had swim, Jamie had swim, and then Jamie had basketball. So I like took two kids to swimming, went to basketball, trying to like towel them off in the car, get Jamie in there, like in her basketball clothes, take him in. Then we get home and it's like seven something, like seven thirty at night, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And so I'm like over there, like basically like cutting off meat, putting it in a plate, putting salt. And they're like, aren't there any sides? I'm like, you can make yourself a salad. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, like I just didn't have time for it. And uh, you know, then yeah. my wife's like, uh, you know, you this, and then she got to go to riding, and so we kind or um, riding and then gymnastics, and it's just like you know, like and and what was wild was that certain parts of the year you can make it work, but now all of a sudden there's like for some reason. Uh, it takes twenty to thirty minutes to go four miles uh like up the road off of seventy one where the gymnastics place is. Like I don't know where this fucking I mean it's right. just like Drip. Moxie. Twelve. No traffic. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's it's uh it's wild. But man, the uh like uh the, the element of kids is one thing, but then when they get to the age and Rob, you you know, you're past this already where they're uh or you know in the throws where like there's so much in terms of like uh Events like uh, you know uh, sports and this and teams and so like Saturday I'm coaching basketball Sunday I I gotta go to basketball. I mean so we have all these like and then you have all their sports stuff so it's just kind of like just adding more and more shit layers it in and uh, it's but what are you not gonna do it you're like no sorry kids mom and dad are tired of driving and need to get <laughs> their workouts and do their macros so no fucking sports for you, you know <laughs> it's not like no. that no it's what? Like, it's not like that unfortunately I yeah
2: mean, it's good. so we'll. Um, that kind of segues in a lot of questions we get is on meal planning. So if you can prep the food as plain as possible, that's my recommendation. Cause then you can just add whatever sauce or seasoning you want. So if you cook a bunch of chicken thighs, which normally our problem is we cook and then we consume it all like Connor. I'm sure you're the same, John. I'm like, how did you just eat like three pounds? Like yourself? I have like one little, I don't know. Our food Uh, bill.
0: You got to weigh his food before you give it to him. So I, I, I did this the other day. Uh, like I, if, if I don't weigh it, cause I'll be like, God, oh, that looks like about 10 ounces and like four pounds later. Kate's like, dude, that was four pounds of meat. We ate it all. I'm like, oh fuck. And then I know
2: I look at Connor, I'm like, stop. Like yeah. I need this. I'm well, hungry. No, but, but
0: the other one is, um, like whatever we make for dinner, uh, there has to be enough for the kids' lunches the next day. Yes. So like, there's always this like kind of eyeball and I'll be like, how much do these kids get to eat. And so I'm always like <laughs> watching, like hovering. I'm like, you know, and it, it just makes sense because Kate's like, Well, if, if I knew you were gonna eat more than ten ounces, I would have cooked this. I'm like, fuck. So no, there's uh yeah. definitely what you gotta do is weigh it out for him ahead of time and be like, This is yeah. all you're getting, you fucking animal. And then That's what over. I need to do. <laughs> Put it's it terrible. in his dog bowl and push him outside and shut the door on him.
2: <laughs> and sometimes he'll <laughs> eat the leftovers for breakfast and then like I go in for leftovers for lunch and I'm like Lack of a better word, I'm just motherfucking him underneath my breath to the girls. I'm like, "There's no food. I mean, yogurt and a protein shake again."
0: <laughs> You're like, "Daddy's a selfish uh, son of a bitch." Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I've got a teenager that's
3: growing and will eat the shit out of stuff, and he'll put back like the like. I'll go to make my lunch to take to the gym, and I like to put rice in there, and and that motherfucker will leave the <laughs> leave the empty fucking container in there, and I'll be like, "God damn it."
2: Yeah, that's the worst.
0: So my wife's new deal is, uh, she is basically collecting all the empty containers and she's going to wrap oh them up God. and give them to the kids as Christmas gifts. And, Are they uh, going to
2: be moldy? The one was like ice cream, wasn't dude, it? Dude,
0: Yeah, like, it, and the funny part is, I'm like, good. She's like, you're a gross abuser. I'm like, not of that stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm not like an ice cream person. Like I, like that's not my deal. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get other stuff, which I think will be funnier. Because I'm just gonna get her a bunch of like jewelry boxes and wrap them up and be empty. <laughs> or I'm gonna put like a piece of rice in there or something, or maybe like a yeah. <laughs> piece of spaghetti. Yeah, <sighs>
2: <laughs> we'll see what empty happens. Empty gift wow. card sleeves. Like-
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so I won't ever see you again yeah. after Christmas. Yeah. Is what's, <laughs> what you're telling
0: me? You're like, why is the home up for sale? I get rid of this rotten son a bitch. Show up. This whole, whole fucking... studio
1: is packed up. This whole place got burned to the fucking ground. There's just a note on the door. Tex, if you're reading this, it's too late. I'm at the, the Motel Inn, room 112.
0: Just gone fishing. The sign's fucking angled. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. No. Without me, this place, you know, like, what would happen? She would sell it, and then we'd be out of a house. We'd be out in a motel. We'd be back and recording Power of the Radio in a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like a good old yeah. Uh I always think of that every time I see Rudy Reyes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. We might have to reboot that episode. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. the-, the day Rudy Reyes almost died with a barbecue poker. That's what I refer to that day as. <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, we had Rudy on the podcast, and he uh he somehow had a transcendental moment and almost tried to kill us and then we almost had to kill him and then we did the podcast. It was great and he doesn't and then he even he's like, man, that was a really intense podcast. episode two fifteen. yeah, we were just babies then we didn't even know what we were doing if
1: you really want and this is for our listeners to experience all that is Rudy Reyes on power Athlete YouTube. We have his 2017 Power Athlete Symposium presentation. Yes. Yeah. That'll tell you everything you
0: need to know about this man. <laughs> that I, I was still... my
2: first symposium. And I was like, <sighs> what the... what is going on? I was
0: I was sitting there with Woodski and Woodski turns to me, and he's like, I don't know this. I, I don't know where this is going, but it's gonna be good. And uh and then like later on he turns to me and he's like, If there was a spaceship outside with David Bowie piloting, you think everybody would go get on it? I'm like, Yes. He's like, I'd be on the front seat. <laughs> and that's all you have to know. God, that was fucking great. I'm I'm trying to pull up the title of said presentation. Uh, nobody knows. No, it's pretty. Awesome. He was, was talking like the about space donut bullets
2: or something, wasn't
0: it? He was talking about donut bullets. There was a spaceship. Uh, there was David Bowie.
2: Short shorts, cut off sleeves, flannel. Uh, that boots. was a
0: woman's shirt. So Rudy uh, t- took a woman, the smallest woman shirt we had, took scissors, and then you know he's his own costume costume tier costume maker so he went back and basically put his touches on that shirt so he had just the right likes him just the way he likes him finds women's clothes fit much better so in the podcast he did he was wearing women's jeans how do I know because they don't make women's capri or men's capris <laughs> with, uh, with, with pink hearts embroidered in them <laughs> all I know is uh, I had some some dudes who were uh, listening to that podcast and, were, and didn't know Rudy and were like was that for real? Were you guys fucking around? Was that all staged? And I'm like, no, that was 100% real. And they were like, Jesus, that is insane. Well, so. it's
1: constructing your spiritual spacesuit. Well, his, and this is uh, some backdoor stuff, his secret to looking so vascular during his presentations, oh, yeah. just a little red wine before. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, a little uh, swing oil. Builders will do that.
1: Yeah, a little swing oil. So we were l- witnessing a, a single glass of red wine, Rudy, and all that is uh he man. also he also had
0: a dip in. He had a huge dip in and he did not spit for the entire hour. <laughs> did you know that? If you know a now. huge fucking shoe in? He's got a huge dip. And you just see him like like breathing through his nose and I'm like Absorbing. He's just fucking he, he hasn't I, I saw him throw it in and he didn't have a spit cup and he didn't spit the entire time. And oh, it's like, in there. I wow. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh fuck. That's what I was tripping out on. I was like, this dude threw in a huge dip and it's just been Swallowing it for ooh, ooh, that guy's fucking. T- that's that's the most impressive part of that whole talk. So I'll our, link that up in the show. Yeah, you should. So if, uh, if people are curious about getting nutrition coaching done, uh, what's the easiest way? I mean, obviously, go to the website, they can send an email to uh, Sam Flaherty at Power Athlete HQ, Rob Xline at Power Athlete HQ, and we'll link up their emails. Uh, you can just go on, you know, com, go to the nutrition tab. Uh, there's a, a ton of uh, different access points to get to these guys. But uh, if you are interested in nutrition coaching and you've gotten to the point where you've beat your head into the wall over and over again, you haven't met your goals, and you're thinking, I can't, or I can do this on my own, but it would be a lot more fun and a lot better a process and more enjoyable if I had somebody to help me, I think you reach out to Rob and Sam and uh, at least book a consult or you know book some time to talk to uh, one of these guys and just... See what it's all about. I uh, i will think that if getting in shape and meeting your goals is what you want to do, especially coming out of this 2021, uh, I think Rob and Sam have an incredible skill set to help you get there. So if you need more information, yeah. just reach on out nutrition at powerathletehq.com and we'll get you in the right place. So thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Power Athlete Radio.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. 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 <laughs>